Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 6, On the Inside, is over. But we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Folks, my name is Jessica Lease, and of all of the episodes of The Walking Dead that we have seen, this one made me feel the most things on the inside. But unfortunately, all of those things are, you know, disgust and rage and annoyance and I'm, I'm just going to go get my thesaurus, but while I'm doing that, I'm going to introduce the panel tonight. Um, of course, you know him best from his many, many, many podcasts that he does. Um, here he is, Chappelle. Hi, Jess. Uh, Hi. Welcome back. Welcome Thank back. Thank you. I, I wish you'd come back when we were actually talking about The Walking Dead and not some random horror film, but here we are. Um, I will beat AJ to the punch. AJ famously says, but this is not that show. And this last episode <laughs> is all of that. It is not, this is not The Walking Dead. That's not what we watched today, but we will talk about it regardless. And that's all I have right now. <laughs> I, I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine to recap the episode of whatever horror anthology series this was that we just watched. And but I do want to quote my esteemed colleague, AJ Mass, who tweeted when he was finished watching this episode, what in the hell did I just watch? <laughs> I think he speaks for all of us. AJ, I, I imagine that opinion has just held steady that entire time. I was not aware that Ryan Murphy had taken over The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, what in the what? What <laughs> in the what? I, I I don't have the words and I'm I'm all out of notepad paper. So I, I can't express what I'm feeling right now. It it just it boggles the mind. Yeah. So like this band of cannibals themselves, AJ Mass has lost the ability to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if if you need me, I'll be crawling around on the floor. <laughs> this was interesting. We joke a lot about filler episodes, but this is the ultimate filler episode. It's like legit drop a whole different genre of television on The Walking Dead and just say, here you go. Yeah, just, and this is what you have this week. You're welcome. Okay. And I want to, before we get too deep into all of the things that we deeply loathed about this episode, and there are many, we're going to get a bunch of people adding us that we didn't get the episode. We didn't know what they were trying to do. We didn't understand the artistic merit behind it. And so I want to quash all of those by starting up front with all of the things that we did like about this or the things that I personally did like. Lauren Ridloff is an amazing actress. Yes. She, yes. She did a fantastic job with this material and conveyed this sense of terror. Like, I really was concerned for her and for Virgil this entire time. I was 
and it wasn't just concerned that they were trapped on this terrible show with these terrible people. It was legitimately suspenseful. And as far as a loving homage to Wes Craven and his ilk, it succeeded wildly. It's beautifully shot. It's the moments of tension are really well done. It's just that it is a stupid villain and it's pointless. And (laughs) these people should not have survived 13 years in the zombie apocalypse. Thank you very much. Drive through. (laughs) Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Just, I I, no, there was the Romero nod with the, the shot of the outside of the house and the, and the zombies moving in that in the very night of the living dead kind of way. There, there were definitely like the West Craven people up the stairs. There was a wait until dark. There were there were mm-hmm. I got all the homages. I got it. And it's good. I, I even would have been fine with this a little bit more if that was the only story we saw. It was like that one and Kelly, man, yeah, and Kelly and the gang looking for her, sure. But then we switched to what, like bent copper drama? Daryl, are you wearing a wire? I mean, like, it, 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 yeah, I agree. AJ and I talked last week about how, you know, focus on pick a storyline, pick two maybe, and focus on them and tell the stories really, really well. And this was them almost trying to do that and then not doing it. They picked two storylines and then decided to tell one really well and just keep snatching us away from it. So the the Haunted House storyline, although it's not The Walking Dead, still have no clue what that was, but whatever it was, I liked it. It was decent um, in a bubble, not in The Walking Dead zombie world, right? But you snatching me away from the horror to go, you know, hunt Maggie and, and the gang down. It's like, I don't want to see that. I want you to focus on that part because you, you went out of your way to give us this almost like a bottle episode, right? Where just, just, mm-hmm. they're not leaving this house. They're not going to leave these, this, this set this entire time. They're never going to get out of here. And now you're like, but over here we have torture. Like, no, no, no. Go back to the other thing that we were watching. The cool thing that y'all are doing with this, with this episode. Um, so yeah, again, it's just not that show. This is not a horror show, even though it could be. It's zombies. Mm-hmm. It, this could have been a horror show from the beginning, but for you to just wait 11 seasons in to be like, oh, well, now it's horror. And then go back to the original pl- plot line next week. It just didn't make any sense. I don't understand why they did it. I enjoyed what I saw, but it is not, this is not that show. And I don't understand why they did it. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that they just randomly plopped this on us because it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this would have, this would have been much better served if they made this an entire episode and it was one of the six between the two seasons. Mm-hmm. This this really feels like an interstitial episode. This feels like extra credit. We shouldn't have had to watch this to understand everything else that's going on. Although I know that I I ended up being wrong about at least one thing that happened in those episodes, but don't at me. Um, <laughs> keep telling people not to at me. And then I remember that we are frequently complaining that this is the most listened to podcast on our post show recaps network. And yet nobody ever lets us know that they're listening. So maybe <laughs> I should be telling people to at me. I'm going to say some inflammatory things and y'all can disagree with me. Um, yeah, I, I did feel like this would have been, I think we would have enjoyed it. it might've been our favorite one. If it had been one of those six. Like, take out the one where Carol makes soup and put this one in. And we are <laughs> totally happy with season 10C. 
And yeah. she went inside the walls in that one too, looking for the rats. So it's true. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. I I think that's a good point, uh, especially when um we finally started to move the story. You know, we were mm-hmm. just talking about that. Like we we have the Commonwealth. We know what that's about. We have we know who's running the 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 show. You know, the Maggie villain is Pope. We know that. And so we're like, okay, what's happening next? What are we doing now? And it's like, oh yeah, let's just take an entire episode to get you away from the entertaining people. Remember, I love the Eugene group. That is mm-hmm. my group, and I am invested. I want to know what's going on in the Commonwealth. They said, yeah. Hold that thought for another episode while we give you a random horror movie. And I'm like, I'm fine with the horror movie, but just not now. Not now while we're making progress. Yeah. This is the, the season finale. Like, this is the last season of the show. You couldn't find a better time to just put this episode here? I just don't understand why they would do that. It's, I'm still confused. Yeah, when we are two seconds away from meeting real Stephanie. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's the point. What are we getting? Like, why? Why are the cool things you want to use them to distract us from what we really came here to see? We want to know how this is going to end and this horror storyline. Unless these people have populated other communities and they're going to be a recurring villain, then there's no point in creating a whole new bad guy here. We had bad guys already. We already had zombies. Do we need rabid white folk? (laughs) 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 But these aren't even uh, like. The, the whole the whole thing is for the first honestly for the first ten minutes I wasn't sure when this was mm. in the whole Connie mm. in the house I wasn't sure how far back was it just immediately after you know she escaped and I know t- time ha- not a lot of time has passed I mean they've kind of established that you know like you know Eugene didn't even know the war was over we learned that so like oh yeah <laughs> you forget like not a lot of time has passed but. You know, I'm I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm watching. I'm going, okay. I'm not quite sure when this is taking place. And these villains, like, is is this Maggie's story? Is, is this like a family of people? Oh. People like I I, I I I got the home vibes from the X Files vibe, and mm-hmm. I, I got the Maggie story vibe. I'm like, oh, is this the same house? Like, I I didn't I quite. Thought Maggie know. killed those guys. Right, well, yeah, right. and I was just very confused. I was like, "What are these things? <laughs> and how do they la- how do they last this long if they've never left the house?" <laughs> you know, that's another thing that I like to point out too. The we talked about uh, Yumiko's br- uh, brother Tommy, and how his story is just that he left Chicago, he went east, and then he ended up here. You know, he ran out of gas, and then next thing you know, he was at the Commonwealth. Well, that's cool, but. He's been there at the Commonwealth living life, eating ice cream, working at a bakery, and there are rabid people living inside of walls, <laughs> eating humans, just uh, like Donnie from the Wild Thornberries. Just like, <laughs> like why, why does these people exist in the same world? It's like two Americas, two apocalypses. You know, like one apocalypse, you could just be living your life in Pleasantville, and then the other one, you could be attacked by a man living in a wall. Yeah. Why? Well, at least I. I do like that. I like that dichotomy. I like putting those up next to each other because I think it does, it does tell a more nuanced story than the walking dead has told up to this point because previously the walking dead was just like, everybody is, um, you know, after society crumbles, the real villains are humanity's basest impulses and everybody's going to be out to kill you. And, and steal your stuff and everyone you meet, you can't trust anyone. And then it's like, oh, except for 
if you happened to be in the vicinity of Charleston, West Virginia on the day after the zombie apocalypse, they were okay. There weren't any zombies there. You could just move right in. And I feel like as we move into an era out in real life where catastrophic things are probably going to happen because the boomers no longer care if anybody lives or dies, we're going to be in these situations where some people are going to have it a lot better than other people. And there probably will be people out there crawling on all fours, eating human flesh. But the people crawling on all fours, eating human flesh do not make any sense whatsoever. For one thing, humans are not meant to crawl on all fours. Like my back hurt just watching these people perch. (laughs) For another thing, they don't wear clothes, they have no armor, they do not have weapons, how are they killing things? You can't tell me they're out there like eating squirrels with their teeth. And for yet another, they never leave the house. I I, I respect people that never leave the house. And they didn't seem quite aware as to what zombies were. (laughs) Because they didn't really know (laughs) to run away from them or that they would be eaten. Like, it was very weird. Super weird, and I I I have full respect for people that don't leave the house. Like that's a that's a lifestyle style choice. It's one that I make myself. But you know, you got to turn on the news. You got to be aware that there's a zombie apocalypse. What well, what makes someone become rabid randomly? Like you are a normal functioning, you know, person from what we understand. Zombie apocalypse happens, and you're like, you know what? I think I'm gonna walk on all fours now. I think that's and how do you get other people to do it? Yeah, like, hey, you guys, this is a lot easier on your feet. It's like, yeah, but what about my back? It's like, yeah, no, but try it this way. I promise. You know, like, what made you think that this was the best way of going about anything? Or were you already feral, and then the 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 walk the Walking Dead happened around you? Like, you were already walking you're around like, on your score. On horse. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, well, this is cool. <laughs> now everybody's screwed. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what. They don't give us any story about how these people ended up like this. I you mean, know, I can imagine just- a story where like this used to be uh, a foster home for, for children. There were like <laughs> a bunch of five-year-olds there when the apocalypse, you know, started. <laughs> they didn't really know English yet. And, the, and the, the people who were watching them died immediately. And so they've been on their own since age of five. So they didn't learn language. I, 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 are you saying, AJ, that this is um, the, the airplane site in Mad Max beyond Thunderdome? Yeah, didn't you see Master Blaster in the back? <laughs> Master Blaster, I hey, feel like they, they, that was one know, of Maggie's guys. Almost one person leaves. So. Mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I can envision a very far-fetched way, or you know, maybe they just held auditions for the garbage people, and these were the ones who didn't qualify. <laughs> You're too weird to be a garbage person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I it doesn't make sense in this universe. And that's the problem. Because I, I, I love horror films. I thought this was a wonderful horror sequence. I have maybe one quibble with the entire storyline itself within the horror film. And that is if she's, she's taking the time to knife her words on the wall. She had the paper and the pencil. <laughs> just write the damn words down. This I is think, not saving you I any time. The- I think the pin broke or something because she just throws it to the side. I think at some point she tried and it was just like, it wasn't clear. But it wasn't (laughs) clear and it was taking far too long. And quite frankly, you know, point, 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 there's something up there is all she really needed to do uh, when, you know, adultish Gambino couldn't figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Virgil. (laughs) Virgil, I, I still don't quite get Virgil because it feels like 
I, I thought we were I thought we were settled on Virgil as like a creepy stalker serial killer guy who had who was too wounded to participate in society, but I guess now he's good again. Is he dead now? He's because, not dead. Right. I was like, they didn't wounded. tell us like she she dragged his wounded body out of the house, but does he survive this? Are we getting more Virgil or is this just like the slow into his storyline? Because he got screwed up in the house. Like they messed him up. And so by the grace of Connie and her strength, she got him out, but that doesn't mean he's going to make it. I don't know if we're going to see much more of Virgil uh, moving forward. But Virgil knows so much stuff that is relevant to these people's lives that it is idiotic for writers to bring him into this world with these people with that information and then not do something with it. Ooh, so you think Virgil is here to stay? I think, yeah, I think he's brought they had every opportunity to kill him this episode if it was just disposable. <laughs> yeah. you know, didn't we see him like like uh, encounter Connie like before? Like, yeah, he like, picked small, her up from the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. so we saw mm-hmm. that a quick little snippet. So we knew he was there. So they had to, they had to solve that. Uh, and if they didn't want him anymore, they could have just said, thank you very much for your guest starring appearance. And yeah, <laughs> thank you for your time. That's a, yeah. that's a wrap on Virgil, <laughs> a series wrap, ladies and gentlemen. But no, I, you know, he had enough wounds in this that if they wanted to kill him, they could have killed him. So they're, not, you, they're not killed. Yeah, you know, people on this series only die if they are like, fully eviscerated or you see them come back as a walker or you see somebody stab them in the head. Other than that, they are not dead. Yeah. Exactly. So we're probably going to get more Virgil. Um, I just have <laughs> an issue with them going to go get more people that they can't feed because people still don't have any food. <laughs> so just try using your first day kit on Virgil and feeding him to, to nurse him back to health, considering the rest of you haven't eaten in days. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I I guess. I I just feel like I, I thought he was. I thought he was a bad guy, and now he's a good guy. And it, I guess this is going to pay off. I guess Virgil is going to be a thing. Yeah, but, he he learned mercy from Michonne. And oh, I see. Michonne so, taught him to be a good guy. Yes, I think that's what we're going with here. It's 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 that uh, it's that Grimes way. I mean, you know, I know I don't think she's taken Rick's name, but it's the Grimes way mm-hmm. of uh, you know. Well. You know, we don't kill Negan. Uh, we just wait 13 more years for him to reform himself. <laughs> yeah, we just lock him in the basement and torture him for 13 years. We yeah. don't kill him. Yeah. That's that's a bridge too far. Oof. Yeah. And then just let him out and act yeah. like he's reformed, yeah. even though he has not given yeah. you any sign that he is. You know, just I let him walk like, around. Yeah. Like, it's been act time. like he's been here the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if we get the end of Virgil's storyline, if there's ever a Michonne, you know, recite, you know, because in my mind, I thought the storyline was about to end because he said, like, listen, is my dying wish is for you to go on. Like Michonne sacrificed herself for me or taught me this mercy, and I'm sacrificing myself in the name of Michonne. So if he survives this, I have to imagine that maybe we see a reunion between him and Michonne at some point just so we can tie his storyline up. Because mm-hmm. the reason why I thought he was dead is because I couldn't figure out a reason to keep him around. But uh now that you bring up Michonne, yeah, I think we could see that in the in the near future. You know, if and when we get a Michonne um, re, uh, reunion. Because he knows that Rick is alive or he knows that Michonne believes Rick to be alive. Yes. And nobody else believes Rick to be alive. No. And nobody really knows <laughs> what happened to Michonne either. And he kind of knows that further than other people. So I guess, yeah, that'll be at least 
something he something he can bring to the table is to tell someone and Judith overhears and then she runs away to try and find them and yeah, it, it can it can build to other stuff down the road certainly so there he's not an important character but his information is an important yes. character yeah yeah so it, we're just using him as a vessel for the information at this point gotcha. I, I can see that I can go with that yeah all right yeah. well I I think that's about enough of these four legged. <laughs> human things that are too weird for the garbage people and come on I'm, I'm glad they're dead they should have been dead like two weeks into the zombie apocalypse yeah my, my lord have they just been eating random people who wander into the house I, yeah. I just really want to know how they have managed to make it this far that must zombie be apocalypse it. When, yeah, how much like, foot traffic are they realistically getting you know, exactly <laughs> the terminus people had a plan the <laughs> yeah. terminus people did pretty well with this and they, they didn't even make it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they use their social media of the post-apocalyptic <laughs> era to, to advertise their come on down, looking for food? Come to Terminus. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is starving, but these people who walk around on all fours, living in walls, are just like, oh yeah, no, I'm good. Eventually somebody will walk in here and we'll, we'll eat them. And I mean, there were bones everywhere. Uh, when uh, Connie goes into the basement, those bones were uh, clean as a whistle. They eat every piece of meat and gristle off of every inch of those people's bodies. So, you know, they were snacking on the same people for probably weeks at a time. Uh, I just don't understand how that's a feasible way to live in the zombie apocalypse. Like at some point you should start eating each other. I mean, no disrespect, but they're food yeah. too. So, you know, and, I don't and once it. again, they had a big group of people. Why would they forget how to talk? <laughs> There's enough people there. You could, I, I feel like the companionship is what doesn't drive you mad. Mm-hmm. and it it sure seems to me that they need to have a plan like and again terminus they had the plan like they they would keep people alive and like eat parts of them and you know only kill them when they had to kill them and I, I, this just like i i don't respect this i don't respect this hustle whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, they all would have stepped on those razor blades that had been slipped through the slots and died of tetanus long ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 They would have they would have gotten a little too curious. Curiosity killed the human dog hybrid. <laughs> Not human dog hybrid. Mutations. Yeah, the yeah. mutations. <laughs> America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. You know, it's it's bad when the majority of this episode is pretty much without dialogue and without story. So then we have to podcast about like, wasn't that a cool thing that happened in that house? Um, mm. and, then, like, and then we're like, what about that other storyline that amounted to probably 10 minutes of the episode, but was the majority of the story that we know and that we're using to move the, mm-hmm. uh, the podcast along? And they like, didn't even commit to that because I thought it, it, quite frankly, if they had... Even cutting back and forth, if every time they had gone back there, we had just had it from Connie's point of view and the sound design would have just dropped out when we were in those mm-hmm. scenes, that would have been cool. cool. But the, the not committing to it and going up and yeah. down and up. And as a, yeah, like I, we're going to... No. 
Yeah, we're going to turn it all off until somebody jumps up behind her. Yeah. That's cheap. That's cheap. Wes Craven would not approve. Not uh, at all. Yeah. Not at all. That's a good point. And then I, I guess I'd never noticed how scary some things are, even without the soundtrack. Because, you know, in horror films, when you have the music, you can kind of, it builds suspense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, something's coming because the, the music, the, the sound is, is swelling and it's ominous. And you're like, oh, gosh. But in the silence, even that was scary in and of itself, right? Even the but making the 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 set the music randomly come back, I was like, oh well, you 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 defeated the purpose. Like I was all in on the we don't know when it's coming, we don't know the music, we mm-hmm. we just are going to be scared with Connie, and then you just force the music back. I was like, oh no, you're back, you're scared, it's normal. Like no, <laughs> go back to the way it was. I was enjoying yeah. that it's, experience. It's a quiet place, or it's not. Hmm. They have one foot in and one foot out, apparently, and yeah. they didn't commit to either one, like AJ said. So, you know, the horror story, I think that was pretty cool. I just don't know why you would put it right mm-hmm. here. We were making so much progress. I was so excited to talk about uh, the Commonwealth this weekend. Now we don't get to. Yeah, no, but we can talk a little bit about the Reapers and how mad they continue to make me. Because now, apparently, the show has decided that these are sympathetic protagonists and like Daryl Dixon has joined them. And so we need to have character depth and we need to know who these people are and care about them and feel like they have a reason to be there. And they don't. They're just killing machines and they're stupid and they shouldn't be on the show. <laughs> they- I like they're stupid. <laughs> they're stupid. That's my nuanced commentary on the subject. This this was like I'm watching again. The, the, we watch a zombie show, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we had a horror show going on, and then suddenly, like this was a police procedural soap kind of story, like NYPD Blue with a, a love triangle forming here, and also, you know, he's undercover, so uh, he's he's got to make sure that he gets the information back to the chief by talking really loud while standing on a rug. <laughs> yeah, since there's only 20 of you. Stands on the very obvious trap door, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, this again, not this show. It's it's like I get it. Like they've normalized the walkers to the point where they're not even a part of the storyline. Um, but I would still like to talk about them. You know, I would still <laughs> like to acknowledge that this is The Walking Dead, and that we could very well be watching NYPD Blue if we wanted <laughs> to talk about that kind of content. Um, you know, so it's interesting to see them put Daryl in these positions. But I mean, that's every undercover cop show that ever existed, right? You come in. We, we tell you, oh, torture this person who you clearly don't want to torture. And then we all watch you torture that person. And then you say, oh, yeah, now we trust you. You know, I'm pretty sure this was the plot to Bad Boys 1 or 2. You know, also Fast and Furious or all the Fast and Furious scenes. Wasn't, wasn't it happening? Yeah. Wasn't it happening in the <laughs> yeah. first season of Lost as well? Yeah. It's just the thing that people do all the time. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, we don't trust you. So do something horrible to this person so we can trust you. Okay, you did it. Now we trust you. And this just took that, you know, a little bit further. They drew it out for no reason. And I still don't think they trust Daryl. So it's still, it it felt like a lot to do about nothing. I'm not quite sure, you know, why we had to take this break from the good storyline to do this, but we did it. And here we are talking about it now. And, you know, just meh. Just meh for me. The only thing that this plot served is for... Maggie and the rest of the uh, Anne Frank quartet down there to <laughs> learn 
exactly how many people or, you know, give a sense of the numbers and like, uh, you know, the, the intel is kind of spread back. Okay, Daryl's infiltrated them. Okay, there's 20 of them and they're about, they're, okay, we got it all. All right, super great. Now we can go back and form a plan of attack. But, you know, once once Pope pushes the guy's face into the fire, it's like him, him and Leia look at each other going, huh, I wonder if he really should be trusted. And this episode ends with, come here, third leg of the love triangle, winky, 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 <laughs> wait, whisper, whisper, whisper. And Daryl are looking at Leah going, hmm, I wonder if he is to be trusted. Like, nothing <laughs> has changed. And I, what I don't understand is everybody yelling at Daryl, you broke her heart. Like, no, he didn't. If, if anything, it was the other way around because he came back for her and she wasn't there. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Is that the issue that they really, is that the real yeah, issue what, here? That's what they're because, trying to make us believe is the issue. Yeah. Car- Carver is just, I was there when he left you and I'll never forget how that was. Really? You're bringing up some. You're bringing up that right now, like in the middle of the apocalypse. You're like, yeah. oh, we can't trust this guy because because <laughs> he relationships. Hurts your yeah. Right, uh, what are you talking about, Carver? Like you're trying to have me. Bur- I almost burnt alive because of some test, and you're talking to me about uh, a love, like a tryst that didn't work out. You know, he took the dog in the divorce, and now we all have to pay <laughs> for it. I just don't understand. It's, this is this is silly. I know that's not what they're trying to sell us. It can't be. It really, you do not, if you have spent 13 years nomadically going around the country killing people, you don't have the presence of mind. You don't have the self-actualization to care about who is making out with whom and who broke whose heart. Like you are, you are closer to the people that run around on all fours with loincloths at that point. And I, I, I just like oh, this is also a different show. This is like <laughs> this is like nine oh two one oh and I'm not here for that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it just it's relationship controversy that hasn't been earned. Certainly, oh, certainly not. And and even, even even when you put it in the actual dialogue of the characters on the show that I am watching, where even Leia's like Wait a second, this has not been earned. Didn't you just put me in the fire with him and you knew about it? Like she calls him out on it and like like you don't care about me. What is this nonsense? So the fact that they introduce it and she sh- even she shoots it down that like why? Why are we watching this? Why why? He he tricks himself to believing that he has feelings for her like, i'm trying to figure out why he's so offended by this thing like this is the thing that happened between two people who are not you this is none of your <laughs> business so why are you so like daryl has to die i don't trust him like why because if he hurt your feelings it's like yeah but who are you it's like oh um i, I love you it's like do you because <laughs> we don't have any indication that you do we have none we, we yeah. almost watched me die you did nothing to save me you don't we don't get the longing glances that we get from other people like there's no you know score tied to this man's feelings toward leah so why do we feel like all of a sudden that like he should be invested in the daryl leah relationship at all or is he just using that as an excuse to hate daryl i am so confused by this man's motives if anything else they they should have gone with the with the lean into the fact that hey you know pope seems to really like daryl and Mm -hmm. That I would buy. That like, yeah. yo, I'm supposed to be the next in line. Yeah, and, and, Dad likes him better. That right. would make a lot more sense, you know. But but no, that, that's not what they're leaning into. 
And and they can't lean into that because Pope apparently still doesn't like Daryl. Like this is all looks like they say they keep saying this is all everything's a test. Are you kidding me? Everything's a test. It's like, yeah, but testing for what at this point? You know, like he doesn't trust Daryl. There's nothing Daryl can do to make him trust him. He, we saw him chop off uh poor Frost's finger. And he still doesn't trust him, you know? So I don't really know what we're getting at here. I don't know Pope's motives at this point. I have no clue what, why he's doing the things he's doing. He doesn't trust Daryl. Either put him out of his misery or move on. But it just seems like he's obsessed with playing with his head for no reason. I just, I haven't figured out why. Why Daryl? Why right now? Why all the time? Yeah. Why are these people in the first place is what it all comes back to. Because we don't <laughs> know what these people want. We don't know what motivates them. We don't know how they've survived. We don't know what their end game is because they don't have one. They're just there to cause problems. And the show doesn't seem to know exactly what to do with them either, which is even more frustrating because it'd be, it'd be one thing if they said, yeah, we, we, we know, and we're just not telling you yet mm-hmm. because it, it, it is, they're so spinning their wheels. It's like Daryl and Leia come back and Pope's Pope's like, yeah, well, we, we killed the guy. But not before he told us something, but not enough something, but something. Ha ha ha. Almost as if like, like, oh, did he spill the beans and uh, on that Daryl was lying all this time and he was part of the group? Is that is that the information that Pope got out of him that extra torture got? Out? Because if that's the case, then he would kill Daryl immediately. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. can't be he the didn't case. didn't get anything out of him. But, but it can't be the case. So why is he fronting like he got so much out of him? Like. Again, it's that it's a story no, that other tests on Daryl. How's Daryl going to react to this? Well, he's like, what the what the well, heck no, are you talking about? <laughs> they stole this plot point from Goldfinger because there's a there's that whole point <laughs> where Goldfinger's about to kill James Bond, and James Bond's like, "Well, no, but I got information earlier, and you don't know how much information I got or how much I called back to headquarters with, so you can't kill me because." You everything I know, I told 008, and he's just going to come kill you. It's exactly that thing. It's like, I have a little bit of information. I'm not going to tell you what that information is, and you just have to guess. But with Daryl, it's like, if it was enough information, you just kill him. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's why they, 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 yeah. there's no threat. I, I think they were setting up this kind of evil look like, oh, he knows something now. And yeah, but the, we don't care. <laughs> uh, but but that's what they're riding it towards, and that's why it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a spinning the wheel thing. Like, oh, we don't have any drama with these guys. Let's invent some drama that only casuals or those who are not paying close enough attention might actually think is actually yeah, happening. What could he possibly know that would make this worthwhile? Is there yeah. anything that he would know that would make it worthwhile? I mean, at this point, we've seen Frost give up, you know, cryptic information about where Maggie and they were located. He sent them to the wrong house on purpose. Uh, so, I mean, once you start to interrogate him again, what can he possibly tell you? He already told you where they were. So you've gone to find them. Pope doesn't go with uh, uh, with Daryl's crew. So he doesn't know that they don't find them until they get back. So it's like, what are you asking him even? You know, I told you where they were at. Leave me alone. Um and then we've seen Frost did not crack under pressure. Daryl legit t- chopped his finger off and he didn't spill the beans. What could you do to a person who was willing to let you dismember them um, that would make them speak at that point? It, he was ready to die. So I just don't see a world where there's anything where you said, ha ha ha. Well, what about this? And he's like, okay, you're right. It's not the yellow house. It's the white house. You know, <laughs> at that point, what do you, what could you really give them? So I caution Anakin's here. There, there's nothing there. It seems like it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it's, 
it, it's ridiculous. These these people are ridiculous, and I hate the show's trying to make you sort of <laughs> care about them. Like they did a decent job with other people, like you know, with the governor, you knew he was bonkers, but you cared about some of the people that were with him. And, you know, with Negan, obviously, we got people now in our core group who are saviors, and we forget that all the time, because we're like, oh, these are just good people, and they have, you know, reasons to be here. But these people, I think they're they're trying to fold Leah into the group, and they're trying to maybe fold Carver into the group as well. And we don't care about these people. They are not at this late stage of the game we can't add somebody to the cast and make us care about them as much as anybody that's even been here like an extra season yeah if if they you know lee is the only character i could conceive of folding into the group just because of the pre-existing relationship that we saw in the Mm -hmm. bonus episodes but if that were the case then why didn't you just bring dwight and sherry back (laughs) then that's the same story it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thing. I mean, I guess Dwight and Sherry have a sweeter deal. I guess it's a little bit, you know, Fear the Walking Dead is fewer episodes. It's less of a time commitment. You're not, um, you're not fighting for screen time. You get a meteor role. I guess it would be a hard sell to get them to come back at this point. But it it really does beggar belief that we're supposed to like Leah back in there. The only thing I can see being interesting at all, and again, it's not interesting on this show because this is not that show. Connie is back now. Yes. Connie, who had an actual relationship with Daryl that was believable that we liked, and we wanted more of that. And now we had to take a break from it while Lauren Ridloff went off to shoot the Eternals, and now she's back. And we can have you can have Daryl and Connie again, except we can't because now we have Leah and Leah is ruining yet something else. <laughs> yeah. She could die. I'll say <laughs> it. She could die. She could Matter of fact, all of them can. The Whisperers, yep. take Carver, Pope, Leah, they die. We move on. We move. Mm-hmm. We have another mm-hmm. bad guy. We know the Commonwealth is the other bad guys. Let's talk about them. Let's get them out the way. I don't want... Matter of fact, I'd, I'll say it. I'd rather Connie end up with Daryl anyway. So if they're trying to set sure. up Daryl for a, a love interest, we don't need Leah. She can go. Mm-mm. So I don't know why they're trying to make us care about this a lot. Maybe they want to hurt Daryl one last time by taking away somebody that he really cares about, you know, so we can have that emotional moment, the Beth moment, um, <laughs> you know, again, maybe, maybe that's what they're trying to do. But I just don't see the purpose that she serves if they're not going to be together. And I don't want them to be together. So she could die. Um, <laughs> that's just how I feel. Carver for sure can go. He can go first. Oh, yeah. He can go right now. And then we can get Pope later, but then eventually we can go get Leah too. Um, I just don't know why we are supposed to care about these, what, 20 people? Did Daryl say? Is there like 20 people back at, in their little civilization? Mm-hmm. There's 50,000 people in the Commonwealth. 50K. There's 20 people. Why do we give a damn about 20 people? I just don't understand. Kill them. Let them go. Let's move on. Let's move. I mean, this is the last season. Mm-hmm. Yep. It should all be circling it. the Commonwealth at this point, and it's yes. mm-hmm. not. Yeah, and maybe it's just you know I I, I get it they they got a back or you know back order of twenty four <laughs> like oh oh well we were prepared for sixteen crap uh, quick fill 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 I mean that's what it feels like very much so and there are interesting ways to do it um, and I think they thought this was an interesting way but like we've been saying it they didn't commit to just doing a whole episode of I mean. 
what's next? Is is episode eleven going to be the musical episode? I mean, <laughs> it's going down that road. KJ, please don't joke like that. Um, as as next we're getting expert on the panel, I will cry. <laughs> yes, or the community puppets. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, yeah. It just I, I feel like when you order so many episodes for them to do. And they feel like they have license to just deviate from the storyline and do little mini stories within our, this universe that you do leave room for um, episodes like this that are perfectly fine in a vacuum. But when you put them in the middle of a storyline that we have that's moving, that's developing, that is, uh, you know, uh, leading us to something, it just doesn't work. You just can't keep dropping these random breaks in the middle of the season because we would like to one day find out what the end of this show is like i i for one would love to see this show end one day i'd not say cancel the show but you know we've been here for 11 seasons i would like to know what happens at the end it would be nice and you can't do that if you keep interrupting everything with these commercials and by commercials i mean whole ass episodes that <laughs> have nothing to do with the plot that's yeah, just bring in a whole bunch of new people and <sighs> They've done it before, and I didn't hate it. I mean, I think I hated it a little bit at the time. But looking back to the Tabitha the Goat episode, for instance, it, they <laughs> dropped this unrelated piece of storytelling in the middle of the action. Turns out to be some pretty good storytelling. And then later on, you care about Morgan again, so it's okay. But this, I don't care about any of these people. This is not serving the greater purpose. Yeah, and that and that particular episode also was just that one story. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, let's just focus on this. And when you give that much weight to it, you kind of expect them to then follow through with it, meaning something towards the mm-hmm. main cast. And they did. And they did follow through with it with, with, the whole, with Morgan. And, and Morgan became a different character after that. And that was great. Uh, and then he became nothing- a different character again. Later right. On. Well, sure. Like and then Bob a different Bell. character again. And then, <laughs> and then I think Strand became Morgan for a while. <laughs> so, but um, in, in this, this is nothing. There's nothing here that explored the backstory of these characters. We didn't learn anything new about these characters. Like, it's not like we went, what? Connie's death? I mean, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's no big reveal here. And at the end of the day, it, it Okay, Kelly and her, the reunion. I even thought, I, give me five more minutes of that. Mm-hmm. Give me five mm-hmm. more minutes of that. That was something I want to see more of because it w- that was the build up to that. And you kind of just kind of delayed it and then delayed it even more by saying, but first, back to the rug dance. You know, it just, w- this episode is never going to mean anything anywhere down the line except for the fact that Connie's back. And they could have done that in a much better way. Could have been an email. Definitely <laughs> could have been an email. Mm-hmm. So here's a here's a monkey's paw situation for you. Okay. So we've already decided that we thought the house thing with the creepy people under the stairs people, it was as storytelling, it was good. And we just wanted to see like it would if it had been a bottle episode, we would have been happy with it. So here's your monkey's paw thing. We get a whole episode. That's all Commonwealth that moves everything toward the Commonwealth and pushes the story forward. And we start to figure out what the end game is. But then the following week, you get bottle episode inside the creepy house. And the week after that, you have to deal with Pope and his people for the entire episode. Do we like that better than what we got? <sighs> Maybe. Mm. Like, we do have to address Connie coming back. 
So I mm-hmm. think if you're gonna do the bottle episode and we get the whole horror film, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. So if if that's your like build up to the big reunion, you know, and then you give us like AJ said about five more minutes of the Kelly moment, mm-hmm. then yeah, that that takes you on a whole journey. You know, this is what Connie was going through. Look how happy she is to be reunited with Kelly. Cool. It also it's a, good. It's a narrative flow that makes sense. You know, we end with them saying, "Oh, the guy told us where Connie was." Let's go get her. We then see if we see it in t- this entire episode is Connie until they go, they, they get her. And, you know, at the end, they get her. It feels like there's mm-hmm. momentum there. And then next week, you could, you, you could do Commonwealth and throw in the Daryl scenes yeah. you know, mm-hmm. next week. And then you, you, you're moving both of them forward. And, and maybe I don't feel as, as annoyed <laughs> by, by the whole yeah. uh, Daryl storyline if, if it's interacting with, the comic relief and the fun that we have with, with the whole Eugene and the Commonwealth storyline. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're putting this mysterious ominous threat of, of these new Pope people and the mysterious ominous threat of the Crawley people. Like, no, it, there's no, not enough, there's not enough contrast between those two storylines. And we only really want to watch one of the storylines right now because it's the only interesting thing you got going on here. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's like Count Floyd from SCTV. AJ, I know that's a reference from your back in your day. It's like, ooh, kids, very scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's Count Chocula from my era. Um, so I I do miss the days where I cared about Daryl, um, mm-hmm. and I just don't think the show has figured out what they want to do with him. Like I think they realize that the character that they've given us, he's not even that complex. Like he's best when he is in these type of roles, when he is an mm-hmm. action hero, you know, like we have him as the undercover cop. We have him as the person who bursts into the subway and saves the day with the bang, bang, shoot him up. We have, he has random love interest. He has a, a, a dog companion. He is the action star of the show. He doesn't give us a lot of emotional range anymore. I mean, like he just, Daryl's walking around being gruff and dealing with like a bunch of BS. And so I really wish they could figure out, they could figure out a way to make like, to get me back in on the Daryl storyline, because with if this had been Carol, I probably would have cared more. Um, you know, like had you had you replaced the two, but it's kind of like you because you don't you know kind of Dar- uh, Carol's motivations. You know, like okay, what if Carol's looking at that trap door? We know Carol's working on something. You know, Daryl was just being Daryl all the time, and I was like, give me something else, give me some some depth for him. It just seems like they're just like okay, we have to keep Daryl on the show because fans will leave like if daryl leaves they will go but he's not just he's not doing anything you know they keep bringing in these love interests and they don't do anything either um you know we missed connie for a while and we had leah for a minute and now they're both back but i mean what does that mean for daryl do you think he's like oh we're like oh now daryl's ready to settle down no he's probably just gonna be gruff with them too i just (laughs) don't understand like the the idea of centering a storyline around daryl right now because mm-hmm. they haven't done any re- like they haven't done any character building recently to make me care about anything that Daryl is doing um at all. Like give me more Maggie. Maggie and Negan is where the money's at. They're the like will they won't they kill each other. Um uh, you know, um uh, what's Daryl doing? He's just just there. Just hanging out undercover. That's mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it just it falls flat for me. I just really wish they would do more with Daryl or just move him out of the way and focus on some of the more interesting characters. And mm-hmm. I remember when Daryl was one of the most inter- more interesting characters. Mm-hmm. For me, not anymore. 
Yeah, it's well, it's a curious choice to begin with. Um, and I guess it was the choice that they had after people started leaving the show to make Daryl the middle of your like have all the spokes come out from the middle of the wheel that is Daryl um, because he is a character that didn't for a long time didn't evolve very much and wasn't terribly complicated and now i think they've kind of they've written themselves into a corner as a result and now they have to try to hang complicated storylines on daryl and yes. it's it doesn't work too well mm-hmm. daryl didn't surprise me at all this episode he no. did exactly what daryl would do all mm-hmm. the time like there there was no question of whether or not daryl was going to chop that man's finger off no yes he is yeah daryl's gonna daryl yeah yeah like, we know that, like, Carol probably would have tried to find a way out. Or if Carol chops the finger off, it's like, oh, Carol, I can't believe you did that. This mm-hmm. is Daryl doing Daryl things. Like, okay, yeah, he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's what Daryl does. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not shocked. It, it did. It was painful to watch. But no, this wasn't interesting at all. Not for me. Maybe other people were like, no, I really invested in this. I just don't understand why you would be. What is the most interesting thing Daryl could have done this episode? Try to break the guy out. Like, mm-hmm. had he, like, had Daryl thrown the mission to the to the to the wayside for Frost, that would have been. I'd have been like, "Oh, look at that!" Because Actually, who, yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought mm-hmm. that would have been interesting? I think the most interesting thing he could have done was kill Carver. Hmm. That too. Oh, that, that would have been the most interesting thing to do. Push him in yeah. the fire. Had he killed Carver and then showed up with Pope, like back with Pope and Leah, and was just like, "Hey, uh, Carver was in the way, and I killed him." That now I'm like, okay, that now would what be, happens? Yeah. Now I'm yeah. paying attention. Now yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Does Pope kill Daryl? Is Pope upset about Carver being gone? Is Carver just uh, a casualty to whatever Pope's mind games are? Then I have questions. I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Is Leah upset? Because Car- right. Carver's like her, her play brother that is in love with her secretly. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, like, what's that about? That's when I have questions. But this, this was Daryl doing exactly what Daryl would do in this situation all the time. Because the three of them are in that room, and he doesn't know that they've left the uh, trapdoor area. So when 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 Carver notices it and is about to open it up, they could very well have been in there, still staring back up at him, going <laughs> "Hi," um, you know. Before he he lifts it open, just kill him right then and there. Mm-hmm. Draw the battle line in Ooh. the sand, like uh, and and you know, Leah, we gotta go now. Yeah. Oh wait, like, no, wait. Do you think Leah goes? No, but I think that's what I he think, says. We we got to go now because you know, or 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 she buys into it. Like, yeah, I hated him too. <laughs> let's let's go. Yeah, that guy was a douche. Yeah, not I mean, <laughs> which would also be interesting. But e- either way, it forces the action in a, in a direction that was not as predictable mm-hmm. as we knew it was going to be. Because it's like this was this was a a treadmill episode, and just I. You can have interesting treadmill episodes. It was an interesting treadmill episode, at least the the Connie mm-hmm. half of it. But yeah, the- can you imagine trying to go on a treadmill on all fours? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I cannot. Actually, um, maybe Daryl kills them both. That's probably interesting, right? Like he kills well, that's Carver. That's crazy, like, but it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He kills Carver, and Leah's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Come with me." And she's like, "I, I can't." What are you talking about? And he's like, "Just shoots her." Like, okay. Now, mm-hmm. this is good because now we've gotten her out the way. I already acknowledged that I don't care about her. But we also have Connie. Look, go back to Connie. You got this other woman out the way. Connie's like, so what have you been up to? Nothing. There's this one lady, but we broke up. Stuff. It was a messy breakup, but, you know, nothing to worry about. Um, and he does that to save the group. And now they have the upper hand on Pope because he's got the gang back together. It's Maggie. It's him. They, they got, you know, he's he mm-hmm. caught a couple bodies. Now they can go. They know where Pope is. 
They could just ride up on them and and, and fight them. Let's get that storyline out the way. They've got freaking Negan. Like, just send Negan after him. You got Negan. Negan is Negan is so interesting in moments like this, whereas Daryl just wasn't. I just it just there doesn't allow it doesn't allow for a lot of nuance in the in the story when you're using Daryl as the main mm-hmm. person driving the plot, and so that's why I just like I said I, I know the Daryl fans are out there like you are a hater like yeah no I just really missed the time where I cared about Daryl because it's been a while yeah Negan would have killed Carver oh yeah yes. yeah I can picture Ooh. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also would have chopped off uh, Frost's finger as well. But yeah, <laughs> but he would have just done that for fun. Yeah, he'd have done that anyway, but he definitely would have killed Carver and probably Liam. And he would have had probably a Liam. speech to Pope about like how you don't understand your like you don't understand your own people and your leadership allowed these people to slip through with untrustworthy things and I took care of that for you and now I'm your right hand man. I I can see this happening. Yeah. It's very clear. Yeah. We don't even get a spicy monologue when it's Daryl. You just mm-hmm. get like grunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, AJ. That maybe would be the most the most interesting thing, the most surprising thing Daryl could do is launch into a spicy monologue. <laughs> yeah. He kills Pope and he turns into to Leah like on Kill Bill. Like, I killed your master. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Daryl Driver. <laughs> I love that. It's great. So, is there anything else we've got to dig into this episode? Because I feel like we've really we've beaten it to death. That's like Daryl should have done to Carver. Yeah, like you should have done to Carver. Yeah, no, there <laughs> there is absolutely nothing else to to discuss about this episode. That uh, uh, I just wish, I wish, I wish, and yet these wishes are not coming true. So I'm going to stop wishing. <laughs> We're gonna mm-hmm. get. We're gonna have. I think we're gonna have four more episodes like this mm-hmm. before the Fair. end. Yeah, and yeah. that's what depresses me because I was kind of hoping to to at least really enjoy it, and I wanted to. And yeah, Connie's back. Oh, and it's it's kind of creepy. And if they had just been in the house with zombies, it probably could have gotten away with it. <laughs> oh yeah, had you put a random room full of zombies in there? Now that makes it good because now you're running yeah. through the walls and stuff, hiding from the feral people. But the zombies are also like at every turn. You know that. Woo! That means the Walking yeah. Dead is a horror story at that point. You know, it's not just a horror story in the Walking Dead universe. So yeah, I would appreciate that. Yes, I do have a question though. Um, last week, I complained to AJ as I do that Maggie and Negan are getting way too <laughs> close for my oh, life. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. Okay, thank you. Because I told AJ, and he agreed that uh, had they kissed last episode, I would have walked off. Like this would have been the walking fear the walking like the Walking Dead is over and Chappelle's not here. That would (laughs) have been like the intro. Um, Do you think that they're they're giving us they're making them too close? Do you agree with me that it's just they have to do something? Because at this point, all these glances at each other, there's the standoffs left and right, and they're not hurting each other. I really don't appreciate that. What do you think is going on with the with this couple? Well, I Blah, think there's a, a couple. <laughs> don't, don't do <laughs> that, man. Sorry. Uh, I I think it's going to come down to like they've saved each other enough times now that that's a thing. It's going to come down to one of them dying to save the other one's life. Ooh. Okay. And well, are are we okay with it being Maggie dying to save Negan? Because I will walk off. I that's not okay. <laughs> One hundred percent. Yeah, not okay. Like I, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, 
lost finale levels of angry. Oh my gosh. Then Negan has to raise like uh, Herschel. Herschel Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would walk out of here. Oh my gosh. Dude, I can't even believe I talked that up. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I can kind of see Negan like stepping into the role where he's coaching like Judas little gang. Oh, it's like bad news bears. He would be both their their adopted parents, really, because yeah. you know yeah. he's he's kind of already Judith Judith's person, and now with Judith and and Herschel, he just raises a little family mm-hmm. of, of the people Megan's that he's who's lost. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> the next spinoff. Um, yeah, he just raises his family of all the people that uh, whose lives he's ruined over the years, and he just like leads mm-hmm. their kids into battle. I don't want that, but I I don't know what they're doing. I just I asked AJ if. Maggie even has it in her to kill Negan. We don't think she does um, at this point. We just don't think she wants to become that person, but I want her to. I still have not forgotten that cliffhanger where we had to mm-hmm. watch uh, Glenn's eyeball hanging out of his head. I have not forgotten. I don't know how she has, but sometimes it looks like she has. And so I'm hoping and rooting against that with every fiber of my being. Yeah, I, I can't forgive that. Like I, I can, I at a certain point, everybody who watched Game of Thrones forgave Jamie Lannister for shoving a kid mm-hmm. out a window. <laughs> Never I forgive. Yeah, I can't forgive <laughs> Nathan. Yeah, but nobody remembers what happens in the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I never forgave Jamie Lannister, and I know we spoil a lot of shows, and we spoil Game of Thrones 10,000 times over, but I cannot forgive the Game of Thrones for how they did Brienne at the expense of, of uh, yeah. Jamie Lannister. Justice so, for Brienne. <laughs> right, justice for Brienne, because that's a storyline that should have never happened, but we don't have to get into that here. Just know I'm not happy. <laughs> no, I, I will never forgive them for that. Yeah, and I would never forgive these people if they have Maggie and Negan and it, living happily ever after together in any shape, form, or fashion. One of them has to go, and I hope it's Negan. Yeah, neither can live while the other survives, man. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but what is dead may never die, so he'll that be back. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So, AJ Mass, what is going on for you in the podcasting world aside from this? Oh, what more do I need than this? Well, apparently a lot. Uh, Beat my guest. My trivia podcast is back for season nine. And uh, you can catch that where all good podcasts are uh, downloaded and uploaded and all that good stuff. Uh, Also, Felonious Pundits with my friend Kintad Svensgaard. It is our Criminal Minds rewatch. Season two already. Uh, it feels like we just started, and yet it feels like we've done a thousand episodes because uh, seasons of TV shows used to be like 23, 24 episodes long. <laughs> you forget about that until you go back and do a show from 2005. So, uh, yeah, so Felonious Pundits, uh, if you like uh, The Criminal Minds, uh, listen along. You don't even have to watch the episodes. We 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 enjoy uh, riffing on those, so it's it's a good time. I am given to understand that people that listen to this podcast in particular may be curious about finding podcasts where you just listen to people talk about a show you don't watch. It seems it seems to be. And and really, I only think there's two or three episodes with zombies in them. So, mm. well, that's <laughs> that's that's also The Walking Dead at this exactly, point. Exactly. Yeah. It's- well, like a bunch of people running on all fours. That happens a lot. And mm, uh, sure, that's yeah. mm-hmm. a that's a bones in a basement. But I guess that's people hard. hiding bodies under rugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So, Chappelle, what other podcasts are you doing this week? Um, 
but let me think. <laughs> so, uh, as usual, Sasha Joseph and I on Silent Podcast covering Never Have I Ever. We're just finishing up season one. We do not have 20 some odd episodes. We only have like 20 in total. So, more we'll is uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so nothing's serious. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. So, uh, we are almost done with season one. We'll be done with that very shortly and get those episodes out to everybody soon. Um, I think last week I covered, um, I was on the recap podcast on rob has a podcast to talk about the first episode of survivor season 41 so that was fun so if you haven't checked that out uh i'm answering questions from the listeners and we're having a good time doing that rob and i um this week rob and i will record the first episode of the new podcast that he and i host called nothing but netflix where we talk about a new netflix show or an old netflix show or a show that's just new to netflix and old to everyone else um Every week, Rob and I will be doing that. This week, I believe we're talking about Seinfeld, so a very, very old show that is new to Netflix. But every week, we will be covering a different one. And so that is the new endeavor that Rob and I are on. I'm very excited to start that, too. Um, And I think I will be guesting on the Real Weird Sisters podcast to talk about Harry Potter. It's the end of the Big Brother season, and uh, I guess it's our new uh, tradition. The Real uh, Weird Sisters and myself, we uh, sort the Harry Potter I'm sorry, the big brother cast into Harry Potter houses. And I have a lot of opinions about the cookout (laughs) and where they uh, like will land in Harry Potter lore. And so we will talk about that as well. But I think that's it. Last week, I did 90 Day Fiance uh, or 90 Day the Other Way with Puya. And so uh, that should be out on uh, the RHAP wrap ups feed. And so, yeah, you can catch me in any of a number of those places. Uh, and then I'll probably pop up somewhere else knowing me. Uh, I'm very busy with podcasting and listening to podcasts. I texted AJ the other day. I checked out uh, Beat My Guest. And uh, the new format, very stressful. Very, very <laughs> stressful, but I'm all in. I do like it. So that's about it, Jess. Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, fan of, a fan of the new format as well, AJ. I'm yes. not. I'm not quite enough of a fan that you're going to drag me back onto your show, but <laughs> someday, man, someday. someday, you have to get me, Jess, Josh, and Rob on there at the same time. Well, it's got to be five of us, right? We need Mike a Bloom. Mike Bloom. Yes, oh, yeah. do that, and I'm down. Oh, yeah, right. I, I, yeah I'll come back for that. Um, yes, Lou and I have been AJ. trivia partners before, and uh, we we will crush. Yes. We can. Uh, we can dumb, talk about so that happen. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah set it up. I'll trick Rob into saying yes. <laughs> the most ambitious crossover event of the century. There you Hello. go. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a I've got a busy week as well. Um Ooh. I am back to the days of uh last fall when I was doing four podcasts a week. Um I am doing four podcasts this week. I yes. I'm uh, last night we wrapped up season two of the mole uh brooklyn zed and josh wiggler and i finally talked about the final episode of season two of the mole and it was a great time we're gonna have a feedback show slash fun and games shenanigans at some point but for now we're kind of putting a pin in it and you know we had a lot of thoughts i feel like maybe maybe the the true finale was getting josh to watch anderson's fun house and after that everything's falling action really but we had a good time. Love those guys. And then doing this tonight, tomorrow night, I will be recording a special for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. If you are not a patron yet, um, get on that. It's postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. For the low, low price of $5 a month and up, you get access to all kinds of extra content, including 
What I am about to record with Grace Leader tomorrow night is the third episode of No Time to Pod, our James Bond rewatch podcast. We'll be watching Casino Royale, and I have a lot of thoughts about that as well. So it will be a fun time. Um, and then I will be over on uh, the great Mario Lanza Staff Picks podcast this week. Uh, oh. We are recording. I don't know when he's going to drop it, but we are recapping um, a 1999 movie that only he and I remember fondly. And it is the Matthew McConaughey movie, Ed TV. So I have to rewatch that by Thursday night, and that will be a fun time as well. But I, I don't know when he's dropping that episode. So could be any time. Um, is that Jenna Elfman in that? Yeah, Jenna Elfman is in that. There and Woody go. Harrelson. And it's it's a stacked cast. It's really kind of shocking how many people are in that movie. Um, Ooh, Jess. Do, do you remember the last time we talked about Jenna Elfman? When was the last time we... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember the last time <laughs> we talked. Can't hardly wait. She's my angel stripper. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you know, movie. <laughs> we will soon be talking about Jenna Elfman again because Fear the Walking Dead's coming back at some point. <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh, should we be talking about that too? Um, isn't the world beyond next week? Is that a thing, or is it two oh, weeks from yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, it's world beyond. Is kids are back? Um, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta look up when those kids are coming back. Those crazy kids, because we're not gonna not talk about it. Yeah, love us the world beyond. I think it's next week. Um, we should probably be preparing ourselves for doing a dual podcast yeah. again, like we do in the old on, days. Yeah, we're back on the Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond days, but with less fear. Yeah, let's fear. Uh, fear comes back in a few weeks as well. Um, so we have a lot so, going on. <laughs> what is that? Does that mean they just dropped this stupid people that can't walk upright episode on us and then they're going to leave us here? Oh, gosh. I don't know because I know Fear the Walking Dead starts on October 3rd. I just, I'm sorry. Uh, the Walking Dead World Beyond comes on October 3rd. And then I thought I saw a commercial that said Fear the Walking Dead was coming back uh, in October as well. So. I yep. don't know how many more episodes we're getting to The Walking Dead two. proper. We're getting two. Oh, man. So we're really going to be left hanging because Fear the Walking Dead comes back on October 17th. So this next week, when we talk about the world beyond uh, return, the following week, I believe, we will talk about the return of fear. And that will be our last time talking about The Walking Dead proper. So we will have three episodes of The Walking Dead to talk about in one at the same time on uh, I believe that is October 17th. That is when that will air all together. Yeah. Well, the last one is Oct- <laughs> like the fun. last Walking Dead is October 10th. So then we just okay, go yeah, right so into right Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Right into Fear the Walking yes. Dead World Beyond. It's very, very seamless. Woo. So yeah, we kind of buried Ooh. the lead there. Uh, we should be talking about the, the little tykes coming back next week and then Fear coming back in a couple weeks and the mid-season finale. mid uh, what do you the call it? Tri-season finale. Tri-season finale of The Walking Dead. So yeah, they're not so going to leave gonna us have, with We're going to have back-to-back double evictions. Is that what you're saying? Sounds Something like, like it. that. Okay. Yeah, they're not going. They're not going to leave us with these feral people. But we're not going to figure out what's going on anytime soon because nope. of this nope. moment. So this is another reason for me to be annoyed. They're about oh, to leave I'm us hanging in two episodes. Yeah. Ah, I, I'm so I forgot we're not just cruising through. We are going <laughs> to be taking a break. <laughs> I, have you not said uh, the world beyond? I would have completely forgot. We were almost done, and now I'm like, wow, that just no. changes everything for this episode. This was so stupid. Why did y'all put this here? What is Walking Dead may never die, Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Shoot me in the head. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of shooting things in the head, I think it's time to put this podcast to bed. You can 
engage with us on Twitter. Please reach out to us. Let us know that you're out there listening. Um, we miss you. We know you're out there. We just never hear from you. Um, I'm at Haymaker Hattie. Chappelle is at Chappelle's underscore show. AJ is at AJ Mass. You can also email us, TWD at postshowrecaps.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but if you're just going to listen, that's fine, too. It's your choice. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week and forever, I guess. <laughs> Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.